with Center in the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. Are you ready for this? Okay, give it to me, girl. <laughs> oh, you I'm not sure. Me. I'm going to put on my seatbelt. <laughs> no, it's funny. You looked at me earlier and you were like, you ready? And I was like, sure. And you are like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever felt like that with life? Like, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready, but here we are. Yeah. Pretty much all this week. You have had an interesting week. We're going to say interesting with that. Interesting is a nice, happy word. Yes. We're giving it a positive spin. Yes. Yes, we, yes, we are. What have you learned this week? <laughs> positive. Um, it doesn't have to be positive. Um, I think I've learned that um, I'm not in control. Huh, we should say, we should make a podcast about that. Oh, wait, we already have. (laughs) Um, Yes, it is hard to, and I already knew this, but I think when you're in it again, you realize how hard it is to sit on the sidelines of those that you love and allow them to, and, and cheer them on and support them and give them water bottles like when they're running the marathon. Yeah. Right? But they're the ones that are in the race. And all we can't get in there and pick them up and carry them through. Right. Right. They have to do that part. And all we can do is stay on the sidelines and support them. And it feels very helpless sometimes. Oh, my gosh. The helplessness of that. Mm-hmm. I have never put that word with that situation, but that is a perfect word for that. You feel helpless. Oh yeah, pretty much. Words are inadequate. Supplies are inadequate. Yeah. <laughs> Actions are inadequate. But you know, it's interesting because when you are ex- so close to someone that's experiencing something, mm-hmm. if you've experienced something similar, like for me, it throws me back into my experience and then I'm experiencing it all over again. That is true. I will say sometimes, yes, there are layers of that. But then I think now things are so different in the world with social. I mean, we always talk about this, but it does add like social media and the constant communication and the way that things are always in your face add a different layer to certain things in life that we never had to experience when we were growing up. I keep saying if we could turn back time and take if away I could a lot. Turn back time. Girl! <laughs> oh my gosh, we're in role reversal. I know. Sorry, y'all just delete that out if I hurt your ears. So, <laughs> I, if we could take it away, like there would be so much more happiness. In fact, I was listening to a podcast yesterday about happiness, mm. and they the topic of social media came up. And the gentleman said, the expert, um, this, okay, so fun fact, this actual um, study took place over 80 years. We're not talking about Oh, it. wow. Oh, yeah. So they like followed and they've been digging into the science of happiness, if you want to call it that, for 80 years. And it has changed a little bit over time. But um, the social media came up, the social media aspect, and he said, if you are idly using social media, Meaning you're just scrolling and just, you know, looking at everyone else's reels and not engaging with people on social media, it is a negative in your life. So Mm -hmm. if you find yourself laying in bed at night and just like looking at everyone's highlights, 
it's not doing anything good for your mental health. If you're using it to connect and comment with people and have little side conversations, then it actually adds to your life. That makes sense. Yeah. And I they, mean, it's all about the connections um, with people in our lives. And then on the flip side of that, there can be the connections that we have with the people when we're hurt by them, then we're constantly reminded of what's going on. <laughs> Girl, that's what mute is for and unfollow. <laughs> right. Right. I like that how they distinguish the difference though i feel like we do you know especially me i get stuck in the spiral that social media is so bad I, you know i do not like social media blah 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 um but there can be a positive like again if we use it for good not evil yes um and we use it for positives not negatives then there can be some good outcomes from it yeah, and so if you're using social media and you're not really engaging and you're just like numbly scrolling through it, it's not helping you. Put it down. <laughs> okay. What makes me think about a topic that we had considered discussing about people's motives. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have a great story. Okay, give it to me. Okay. Oh, so this sorry. is going to sound so bad. We like I that. Like, y'all are about to, if you had any ounce of liking for me, you might dislike me very much by the end of this conversation. Oh, gosh. This is getting good. <laughs> I don't know this story. Y'all know how we roll around here on uh, the center and the saint. We just a, keep surprises. It's terrible. For each other. So, my son and I go to Food Lion. Okay. We're going to get some groceries. I figured you might be shopping for groceries. Right. <laughs> like, I'm running in real quick. I have seconds because my day was packed that day. And... um. When we went in, we were in the store for seven minutes. In the time that we were in and came back out, we come back out and there's this very young looking mother. Um, hindsight, I don't think she was the actual mother. And she's kind of sitting on the ground, very um, humbly stationed there, right? Mm -hmm. With a small two-year-old with her. And she just has a sign. And I mean, I'm rushing through with my groceries and my son pauses, you know, he's got a big heart. And um, she's saying something, she's mumbling, she's not even speaking fully. And I just side glanced and kept going. Um, and then my son stopped and he said, mom, I'm putting groceries in the car, he said, mom, do you think we should help her? Oh. And I was like, I really don't. I've already, I did like the once over. She's dressed better than I am, okay? she's." clean head to toe. This is where my judgment comes in. She's clean head to toe. She's got nicer stuff than I do. I already scoped out the stroller. It's a nice stroller. There's toys in the back of the stroller. There's water in the back of the stroller. So as you zipped by, I'm sorry to interrupt, as you zipped by, just to clarify, you picked up on all these little nuances. Nuances. Yeah. Cause okay. She... And so you were paying attention, but it was just a quick... Right. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, I maybe paused for a second, but it wasn't even enough for her to finish the sentence. And then, of course, my son's like, Mom, we should do something. And I did notice that the little girl was trying to say something, and the other older girl was hushing her. Okay. Huh. And so all that set off red flags for me. But then I look at my son, who's like, Mom, if we can do something, we should do something. Well, now it's a teaching moment, but I'm not sure for who. <laughs> <laughs> Because I just know the world. And I'm, I mean, I always pause and ask God, am I supposed to do something with this? Turns out I decided 
if he feels that led, mm-hmm. we're going to do something because I don't want to take that away from him. You know That's what I mean? honoring the Holy Spirit nudge in him. Right. Right. Because I'm always like, you should think. And if you can help somebody, then I'm like, no, not today though, buddy. It doesn't work out for me. <laughs> it's not really in my schedule. We got to hit it. Right. I mean, anyways. So we went, I asked her, hey, what, what can I do for you? You know, what kind of food do you want? Um, she said, oh, just get me a gift card. Uh, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Nah. Nah. And so she's very specific. Chicken wings, macaroni and cheese, and mashed potatoes. Okay? From the hot bar. Mm-hmm. Hot bar has none of that. So I end up getting her a $15 gift card. But I am so irritated by now. And my son knows I'm irritated. Oh. I talked to the woman behind the counter about it. And she's like, well, you know, I just... They live in nicer houses than we do and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, maybe I should, like, I'll just keep the gift card. I'll, I'll be here back for 15 bucks. She's like, but it's for food line. What can she do with that yeah. except buy food? And so I give it to her and I'm thinking, well, this is also my heart at this point. Like, there you go. You're welcome. You know, that's great. Because now that I've already done it, it doesn't matter that I gave that $15 because my heart was not in it. So God is not honoring that. Your okay? motives weren't super great. Right. <laughs> my gift card back like it's all screwed up i just need to check this off my list for my son so he learned something good about god and doing nice things for people all right moving on yes (laughs) so there you have it i'm not all glossy and (coughs) doing all the right things and we did talk about it and i told my son i'm like i just it's not my job to know it what why she's there it's our job to respond and you had the proper response and i did not and i apologize for making it dirty well First, I would like to say thank you for being honest about that. Second, I would probably be able to say that 99% of the people listening have felt that way in a situation before. Oh, good. You are not alone. (laughs) I think it is a very slippery slope and, you know, we, we get caught up and we get We get confused and I don't know. I know. It's hard because you don't want to, you don't want to get people, you know, to purchase something that's going to like, she could go in and just buy a big gallon of wine. You know, like you don't want to help them with an addiction. You want to help provide a service or food or nourishment, but then you can't really trust people these days. And then, but then there's like, you don't need to trust the people. You need to trust God and Oh, I don't know. It just gets so kefuddled. And that was my, like, yes. I landed with, our, we are held responsible for our actions and reactions, mm-hmm. and they're held responsible for their other end that we don't have to worry about. That's so true. That is really, really true. And, um, <laughs> okay, so moving past motives, we'll talk about that next week. What? Yes. I was thinking... That really, this goes to um, Colossians 2, which is this other thing that's kind of been twirling around in my heart. Okay. <laughs> don't you just love how we just let the Holy Spirit lead? Like, <laughs> bruh, where are we in this? Hey. I don't know. Stick with us. We got this. So it says, watch out for people who try to dazzle you with big words and intellectual double talk. They want to drag you off into endless arguments that never amount to anything. They spread their ideas through empty traditions of human beings and the empty superstitions of spirit beings. But that's not the way of Christ. 
Everything of God gets expressed in him so you can see and hear him clearly. You don't need a telescope, mm. a microscope, or a horoscope. This is from the message translation, obviously. To realize the fullness of Christ and the emptiness of the universe without him. When you come to him, that fullness comes together for you too. And his power extends over everything. And so just talking about the Holy Spirit nudging, you know, your son. Mm-hmm. And then your response at that time. Yeah, so it's not very... <laughs> no, I mean, but we've all been there. So I think we get stuck and we forget that the Holy Spirit is is from Jesus. Jesus is God. So God is in us. Like the creator, the being that is in charge of everything, he dwells in us. He chooses our souls yes. to rest and to reside. That is huge. But we act like we need a telescope to see him sometimes hmm. like mm-hmm. we don't we're like where are you god i mean that's where i've been this week right like where are you in this come on now big fella <laughs> show, show me where you are um well and that's not living the way that i know he's called me to live and to trust in him and then other times we feel like you know we we need a microscope like that it, it like the details are so tiny and we just are just desperate to see them that we need this little microscope to see him no he dwells in us or then we get like superstitious yes or this desire to just know the future like i've had someone say that to me recently well if i could just know what was gonna happen chances are you would run for the hills that's why you don't know (laughs) and i was like it's i that will never happen first of all and it does be afraid (laughs) yes and we really don't want to know. We think we want to know. We do not want to know. I mean, that's why everybody stays away from the book of Revelations, right? It's right. like <laughs> it's like scary and confusing, but and that is where you get to know the future. And we don't even like to read about it or that's study right. it. And that's like something very like, you know, spelled out and researched and we wouldn't have to do much work to understand, you know, go with other people's right. um, study. And we're like, no, nah, we're good. We're good, fam. So the question that sort of bubbled up to the surface in those scriptures and the telescopes, microscopes, horoscopes, y'all see why I like the message translation, um, is when have you felt the pressure, like peer pressure, social pressure, world, whatever, maybe it's even in your own church or in a community of believers. It could be anywhere, college or with friends to practice and see your or see your faith in a way that took you away from Jesus. I don't even know what you mean by that. <laughs> well, I need an example. Okay. So there's certain things that other people might believe or myths or like well, like when I was in college, for example, you don't you don't have to go to this is the lie I believed. You don't have to go to church. Every weekend, mm. you're fine. It's fine. You can still go out and party like it's 1999 every day of the week, and then come home and say a little prayer and get God to forgive you for that, and then go out and do it again the next day. Okay, so I had this. 
I was in this environment where I was listening to all this intellectual double talk. There's a <laughs> like, lot of that going on these days. Uh, yeah, we could use this in a lot of different, you know, like I got caught up into this lie that I can still practice a good sturdy faith without doing church, without living, you know, in the way that God has called me to live by treating, you know, my body as the temple that mm-hmm. Christ dwells in. That was taking me away from the Lord. That was not bringing me to Him. Okay, so when you say practice your faith, it, or grow it, or... Because when, when you say practice your faith, I feel like you're not practicing faith when you're not, when you're behaving the way you were, right? You're actually... Facts. Right. But uh-huh. I think the But that's the illusion, it, right? Yes. It's like... Um, that's like the enemy. He just uses a little word to tweak it a little bit. Mm-hmm. To slowly pull you away, right? Think about the guy at the carnival. Here we go. Oh boy! <laughs> Think about the guy at the carnival, and he wants to like, um, he wants you to play his game, or he wants to guess your age, or something like that. Yes. He starts with a little like to draw you in, a little nudge that seems innocent, like, mm-hmm. oh hey, you look like you're happy, or did you just get off that ride? So he engages with you in a way right. that you don't realize his. It's a hook. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the hook was, oh, it's so, but you didn't feel like it was a hook. You just no. thought, it's fine. It was almost like, oh, I can do everything that I want and I can still be, be like a Christian. <laughs> oh, this is great. Yeah, it doesn't really work that way if you're truly following, you know, if you're truly trying to follow God and grow in Him. But there is a pressure, I think, in this world right now that is leading lots of people in a different direction when it comes to, you know, how God intended marriage to be, mm-hmm. how he created male and female. Um, and there is a pre- uh, there's a pressure for us to shift what we know biblically. Right. And they're using all this these big words and this, like, love word. They throw that around and this intellectual, like it says double talk and dragging us in just like the scripture says into endless arguments that never amount to anything except for empty traditions yeah and yuck and you know so there's lots of pressure i think from the world constantly for us to be pulled away from growing in our faith and taking away from jesus and the sacrifice he made and the word of god the question, the final thing that I think we need to focus on, though, is how do we combat that? How do we, how do we take notice of that? Where there people, the world, groups, friends, whatever, are trying to pull us away from the Lord? How do we combat that? Boy, that's quite a loaded question, and I have a few thoughts. Great. <laughs> so, recently, I wrote in my journal. Is this bringing me closer to God or pulling me further away? That's exactly what this is. Little small decisions. Yes. Little things. Is this bringing me closer to my goal or farther away? Now, for me, my goal is to be closer to God. So that's when I say goal. It is all-encompassing. Or if it's even something as simple, not as simple, actually, as complicated as being healthy. Mm. Is this food choice I'm making going to bring me closer to my goal or further away from my goal? So in this situation, it would be, is this going to bring me closer to God? I love that. Yes. Um, 
And then, of course, I, there's, I'm going to hear from the other camp right now, um, on the other side of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, which camp? <laughs> I've got a bunch of camps in my brain right now. Um, how do you do that while still loving others well? Because Jesus hung out with the the worst of the worst back in the day. He didn't yes. go hang out with the church people and the... They were the worst of the worst, too. <laughs> Right, so maybe he just hung out with the worst, not the worst, the worst, because the worst, the worst from the church, and he wouldn't hang out with them. But oh. how do that? That's a very fine line to walk. It is, and so that to me is where the big question is. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I love you well through whatever uh, seeking you're doing while holding true to my truth, beliefs, and faith? Yes, and that is what we're going to dig into more next week. Oh, we are? Yes, we are. So I have time to study. (laughs) You do, because it does boil down to, first of all, I love that you just asked yourself, just asking yourself that simple question is one way Mm -hmm. to bring attention to the situation we're in and to figure out in what direction our heart is going and keep keep it focused and on the path towards Christ. But next week, we're going to talk about the motives of others and ourselves because it is looking at those motives and what they're motivated by. Oh. Um, right. And that helps us discern how we can look at different situations that we're in, that we face, that are, that are going against the Word of God. I love it. In action or word. So stay tuned because it'll be like part two next week and we're going to keep this conversation going. It's a cliffhanger. Woo. I've always wanted to do one of those. Here there we are, go. friends. Here we are. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for joining us this week on The Center and the Saint, but we hope you'll join us next week for part two. Bye.